just because someone that you love and adore and respect and feel super connected to has a connection with somebody else doesn't mean that you have to have that connection. What's up, babe? Welcome to Boldly Courageous, a podcast created for you, the ambitious woman who is ready to take action and step fully into the life you've always dreamed of. I'm your host, Melissa Martin, and each week I will be your virtual wingwoman as you gain the tools and confidence to face your fears head on. The time is now, and this is your permission slip to live your boldly courageous life. Are you ready, babe? Let's do this. Courageous podcast. And if you are listening to this on Friday when it came out, congratulations. You officially made it through the first week of 2021. How are we doing? Um, although it feels like a total shit show in our country right now, I think it's a perfect example that just because it's a new year doesn't mean things magically change. And if the events that are happening in our country right now are any representation of how true this is, then give yourself some grace. If maybe your goals aren't turning out exactly the way you thought, right? So it takes time for change. It takes time to form a new habit. You're not going to wake up on 2021 with some magic fairy dust sprinkled all over you and think differently and feel differently and act differently and get different results right away. These are things that happen over time. And although yes, there's an energy shift that happens, there's an intentional shift that happens. It takes focus every single day. And it's so ironic. I actually just got an email this morning like literally five minutes before recording this podcast from Peloton. Um, I have a Peloton bike. I love it. I'm obsessed. And you know what? Sometimes I'm super consistent with it. And sometimes I'm not. That's okay. I love the convenience of it. It makes me feel good. And I just got an email that says, welcome to the Century Club. So basically what that means is you've reached 100 rides. So I have officially done or logged 100 workouts with my Peloton. Now, I don't think that, I mean, that's a huge accomplishment. Yes, but it's all relative. I've had my Peloton for probably two or three years. So a hundred rides in two or three years is decent, I think. But anyway, it's not the point. The point is it's the milestone that you reach this milestone just by doing small things every single day. And it's an intention that's behind it. It's intentional effort. And I, I maybe I should record a podcast on the difference between goals and intentions. And I don't really subscribe to the idea of new year's resolutions. I subscribe to the idea of new year's intention. So what is your intention for this year and how can you every single day live into that intention, despite setbacks, despite challenges, despite the fact that you're human, despite the fact that you're going to make mistakes and you're going to have bad days. And some, there will be some moments in time that are going to be amazing and you can celebrate that. And there'll be some moments in time that maybe are less amazing and you can still celebrate that because it's always an opportunity for growth and for learning. So I just needed to share that. And a lot of you guys have been asking about my female relationships. You see on my social media that I have some incredible women that are in my life. I travel a lot with these women. We go to amazing places like Sedona, California, Mexico. We're going back to Arizona next week. 
And we drop into these amazingly deep containers. We heal, we grow, we laugh, we experience, we play. And even when we don't see each other, our energy is super aligned. And a lot of you have been wondering, like, how do I get friends like that? And maybe your intention for 2021 is to deepen your relationship with yourself. Maybe it's to deepen your relationship with your family or your partner, whoever it's with, it all starts with the intention. So I want to share with you some things that you can do to build strong female or any it doesn't have to be female. It could be a stronger partnership with your spouse, with your family, with your community, just building stronger relationships in general. And also I feel like the timing of this is perfect because vulnerable post, vulnerable share here, like politics is not my strong suit. And the things that are happening in our country, they evoke emotion in me. And I don't always feel like I can have open-hearted connected conversations about this kind of stuff with every single person in my life. And there are certain women that I've built relationships with that I honor and cherish so much because of what I'm going to share with you that I can be vulnerable with, that I can be honest with, that I can say, you know what? I don't know a lot about this and it makes me uncomfortable. It makes me feel insecure. Would you be willing to have a conversation with me? Can I ask you some questions without you judging me? And I think that this is the the core wound of relationships is judgment, fear of being judged, fear of being not enough, fear of being vulnerable and then being seen as uneducated or having a different opinion or whatever it is. Like I know for me, and I think for a lot of you guys, that's what keeps us from going deeper in relationships is rejection or judgment. And I have experienced all of that in every relationship I've ever had. And at the end of the day, I think you have to have a willingness to go there and you have to have a willingness to be rejected. You have to have a willingness to be judged because it's in those moments that you really learn the containers that create safety for you. And I think it, it comes down to safety and relationships, right? So what are some of the old stories or beliefs that you're telling yourself about being in relationships? Are you afraid of being judged? Are you afraid of being hurt? Are you afraid of being vulnerable, putting yourself out there, someone gossiping about you, cheating on you, lying to you, not honoring you, not respecting you, like whatever those things are. I think if you want to build a strong relationship with anyone, male, female, platonic, romantic, business, you know, whatever it is, I feel like the first place you really need to start is taking an inventory of the current relationships that you have. What's working? What fuels you? What fills you up? What do you love about those relationships? And what do you think is contributing to that quote unquote success in that relationship? And then from there, take inventory of what's not working. What do you feel you're not receiving from those relationships? Where do you feel lack? Where do you think there's gaps? What are you not getting that you crave and desire? So you can get a really good understanding and lay of the land of what's working and what's not. And interestingly enough, this is ex the exact process that I go through with my one-to-one -one clients. When we assess their business, we, on our very first call, we talk about, okay, what's working right now? What is amazing? What do you love? What's, what's operating at high capacity and like you're obsessed with in your life, your relationships and your business. And then we go through what's not working. What do you feel you could improve upon? When you think about that dream life, that dream business, that dream relationship, what does it look like? So where's the gap? And then from there, we can start building the framework, the strategies, the systems, the mindset, the actions 
the reframe, the new beliefs, every single tool that you need to get to that dream life, dream business, dream relationship. So, you know, whether again, whether it's building your business, whether it's building romantic relationships, friendships, it doesn't, relationships are relationships, right? Some of them are deeper than others, but the framework really is the same. So number one is just get really clear on the lay of the land, what is working and what's not. And when you think about what's not working, it's very easy to look outside yourself and blame the other people. Well, this person's gossipy. That one's not spiritual enough. This one, you know, is negative. Okay. That might be true. And also you've participated in that. You have co-created every relationship in your life, good or bad, right? And I don't like to use good or bad as like a judgment, but I'm just saying in the general context, we may judge a relationship as good or bad or as serving us or not serving us or toxic or healthy or fulfilling or unfulfilling, however you want to label it, you've participated in that. So when we get clear on what's working and what's not, we also have to take ownership for our part in what is working and what is not. So if you've manifested relationships in your life that don't feel good, if you've manifested relationships in your life that are amazing, what role did you play in that? Get really, really clear on how you contributed to the toxic relationship, the negative component or whatever it is that's quote unquote not working. And then from there, I think it's important to get really clear on what your values are in a relationship. So if you were to call in your dream partner, If you were to call in your dream client, if you were to call in your dream bestie, who is she or he? What personality types is this person? What characteristics do they have? What do they embody? How do they make you feel? What side of your personality do they bring out? I think it's important to note that this idea of best friend feels very, how do I put this? To me, it feels a little unrealistic. And this is just my perspective from the relationships that I've had in my life. I think it's unrealistic and unfair and will oftentimes set us up for failure, if you wanna say that, relationship disaster, to expect that one person fulfills and meets every single one of our relationship needs. So what I mean by that is when we say, oh, this is my best friend, it kind of puts them on a pedestal and it puts them above every other relationship that you have in your life. And just because you might be closer with somebody or you have a connection that is unique to one person doesn't mean that it's better than another. So this idea of best friend kind of, to me, feels very like hierarchical. (laughs) That's even a word. I think you understand what I'm saying, but it does put a lot of pressure on that relationship to be all encompassing, to be the one, to be the best, to be the number one in your life. And you may experience different connections with different people and that's important and that's okay. So some of my closest friends, I feel like I can talk more openly about my own fears and my judgment of myself, I can share some deeper, darker secrets with them because they bring out a side in me that feels very safe and very open. Some female relationships that I have, I feel like I can express my sassy side a little bit more, like my diva, bougie, like going out, like materialistic side of me. There's an aspect of my personality. 
some female relationships, I feel I can drop into more of my business side. We can chat business strategy and it's very, like I can be more in my masculine and be okay with that, right? So to say that one person is going to fulfill all of that is a little bit, in my opinion, unrealistic and unfair. I think that if you really want to deepen your relationships, get clear on what your values are, and we're and we'll talk about energy in a second, but know what's important to you in a relationship and know like when you think about your dream circle of women or friends or business partners or romantic partners, what is important to you in that relationship? So for example, for me in my female relationships, like gossip is a non-negotiable. I don't, I don't have tolerance for it. Um, I don't feel that it adds any positivity to my life. I've done such a great job of eliminating gossip out of my life, even though it, it does sometimes feel like a drug and it, it can give you that dopamine hit and it gives you like a false sense of connection. It's actually like the, such a low vibration. So if I am around women that are getting gossipy, I just, I, I shift the conversation or I limit the amount of time that I spend with them or have a conversation around it vulnerability, communication, hobbies. Like I don't have a lot of friends in my life who drink heavily, who smoke cigarettes, who do a ton of drugs, who, you know, party a lot. It's just not a value system of mine. Um, and same with romantic partners. Like it wouldn't be a value system of me to be in multiple relationships, being sexually active with multiple people. That's not a value system of mine. So if I'm going to be entertaining a partnership with a romantic partner, it's going to be more platonic. That's a value. High communication. I like acknowledgement. So these are all things that are really important when it comes to your values in a relationship. Are you a high level communicator? Do you like to spend a lot of time together? Or are you one of those people that, you know, likes your space and time? And when you drop in with someone, you're super present and deep. And then when you're not together, like it's okay. Everyone's different. And part of navigating relationships is knowing what your values are. And then also understanding and being aware of what other people's value systems are too. So I have a few friends in my life that are, they, they need more attention. And I don't mean this in a bad way, like that they're needy, but they are the type of people that like constant check-ins, constant communications, constant text messaging, talking on the phone a lot. So for me, in order to honor that relationship, my value system is a little bit different. I don't need to be in constant communication on the phone with my friends all the time. But when we are in communication, like I go deep, right? So those relationships are very important to me. And I know to them, high touch point, high communication is a high value for them. So for me, it is a focus and an effort to invest in those relationships in that way, because it's not a value of mine, but it is a value of theirs. And I value that relationship. So I hope that makes sense. Okay. So from there, the next step is really just trust yourself. I can't tell you how important this is. I have gotten myself into relationships and situations that have been very challenging to unwind because I just didn't trust myself from day one. And what I mean by this is energy, just trust the way your body feels like there's no need to force a relationship if it just doesn't feel good. And it doesn't make the other person wrong, right? I have walked into rooms and I have met women and I have seen them and my energy and my heart just opens. Like I am like, oh, it's you. As if I have 
known them and their soul for a hundred years. Have you ever had that experience where you meet someone and you're like, oh my God, it's you. And you just know them. You just know them. You love them. You click, you drop in. And it's like, it just, it transcends this universe, this dimension. Right. And then there's other people where you're like, no, not so much. Like it's just, there's, there's nothing here. And it doesn't mean that that person doesn't have substance. It doesn't mean that that person isn't high, highly valuable and incredible and have gifts and an amazing human. It just means that your energies don't mesh and that's okay. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So don't guilt yourself into trying to force something. Don't guilt yourself into trying to talk yourself into being in a relationship with someone. I had a really cool experience recently with one of my healers, one of my coaches, her name's Haley Cole. I've had her on the podcast. She works a lot with spirit guides and I do sessions with her from time to time to check in. And we were checking in on a couple of different relationships that are coming forward in my life right now. And something that came through from my guides that I'm going to share with you that was really profound and really, really has helped me to get clear on relationships and expectations and energy and longevity. And if I want to pursue this relationship or not is something that she said was take away the shiny and see their soul. Like take away all the shiny objects and just get down to the soul level. Is this someone that you want to spend time with? Is this something that you want to entertain? Is this a person that you want to let into your energy field? And I got a clear yes or no. And so I think sometimes in relationships, we see this idea of the shiny, the cool kid club, the clicky group. I know I've experienced this for sure, especially in the influencer space. And you see all these amazing masterminds. Maybe you've experienced it with my group of girlfriends where you're like, how do I get with the cool girls? Right. It's like very clicky and it, it triggers childhood wounds of wanting to be accepted and wanting to fit in and trying to hide parts of us to conform for this other person to like us, which becomes very manipulative. And this is the shadow side of love of wanting to be loved and accepted and part of the cool girl club, because there's something in them that reflects back something within, within us that we have not yet realized. So have you perhaps ignored how you feel in other people's energies because you are so distracted by shiny object syndrome because this person seems larger than life and they seem like they have everything that you want and you've created a story around who they are and then you get around them and you're like, actually, I don't think they're that great. And I don't feel, I don't feel that great in their energy, but they're in the cool club and I want to be in the cool club. So let me just try to conform, right? I would really invite you to feel into that energy. It matters so much. And just because your bestie loves this person, I've also experienced this, just because someone that you love and adore and respect and feel super connected to has a connection with somebody else doesn't mean that you have to have that connection. I, this has come up a lot in business relationships. This has come up a lot in personal relationships, romantic relationships. I don't have to love the person that you love and that's okay. It doesn't make them any less amazing. It doesn't make you any less amazing. It just means that my energy doesn't mesh well with that person's energy. And I'm just not willing to sacrifice my happiness and my energy. It's not worth it. It's out of alignment. It's actually out of integrity. And you will eliminate a lot of 
sticky situations, you will eliminate a lot of ghosting and disrespect if you can just honor your energy in the first place. Side note, I should do a podcast on this too. Trusting yourself and trusting your energy when it comes to dating is something that is coming forward for me a lot recently. I'm dating. I'm dipping my toe into dating and I've been on the apps and noticing immediately, like if this is a yes or a no, and just testing my energy. And, you know, I've met some really amazing guys online that have, you know, from the outside looking in, it's that shiny object of like, they're this and they're that. And they have all these quote unquote qualities or on paper, right? Have you ever experienced that? Like on paper, they're amazing, but there's that little part inside of you that already knows it's a no. It's like, it's a no, but for some reason, our ego wants to convince ourselves that maybe it's a yes. So we put ourselves in situations like I've been in situations or on dates where like within the first 10 seconds, I'm like, this is a no, but now I have to sit here for an hour. And why didn't I just trust myself in the first place? And I'm wasting their time and I'm wasting my time. And this just doesn't feel good. Don't do that to yourself. Trust yourself in business in relationships, in friendships, if it doesn't feel good, if it's already energetically a no, don't force it. It's not worth the money. It's not worth the time. It's not worth the cool kid club because you're just going to cause yourself more pain further down the road. The next step is ask questions. If you want a better answer, ask a better question. Questions to me are the gateway to connection. They really are. Vulnerability is the gateway to connection. And if you can be really great at asking incredible questions, you will help someone feel more comfortable in your energy. You will feel more comfortable in their energy. And it is the fastest way to get to know somebody. It's the fastest way to show them that you value how they think, how they feel. And it lets them know that they can feel more connected in your space. So questions are literally everything. I love them. I am always looking for new questions to ask myself so I can deepen the relationship that I have with me. This is why journaling is so powerful and journal prompts are so powerful. But whenever you want to get to deeper connection with the women in your life, the partner that you have, your kids even ask better questions. So speaking of dating, I had a really cool experience recently. I was um, on a date with a man and he had this card game called we're not really strangers. I highly recommend it to anybody. And we played this game. It was probably took us about three hours. It, there's three different phases to the game and you pull a card and you ask a question that you read the question out loud and then you answer it. And then the, the next, the, your partner, whoever it is that you're having a conversation with does the same thing. And the questions start building on themselves. There's challenges that you do throughout. And the questions were phenomenal. And some of them were deep. Some of them were lighthearted. Some of them were funny. But by the end of that, I feel like the connection that I had with this person was so deep that it probably would have taken maybe a month or two of having dates and conversations to really get to know them. But we were able to drop in and really get to know each other within the time span of three hours. And that is the power of asking really great questions and also the power of being really honest with your answers and creating a container where there's an equal energy exchange of vulnerability and sharing and connection and interest. So there are a lot of different um, ways that you can do this. You can Google like um, conversation card decks. 
Um, so the next time you're having a dinner party, I love to do this, by the way, questions are like part of my love language. Anytime we're out to dinner with girlfriends, I don't like to gossip. I don't like to talk about pop culture and reality television. Those those things don't fuel my soul. I want to see into your soul and I want to connect. So I always love to have two or three really great questions to ask everyone at the dinner table. But if you don't know where to start with questions, you can like go on Google and search like question decks, card decks, and have that at your next dinner party. You can host um, networking events and use these things. They're really great icebreakers. Or if you are dating, you can use these as some questions in your back pocket to ask um, as you're going through dating apps, just to see if you know you can um, be a little bit more original in the way that you connect. So asking better questions is um, truly, to me, what builds a strong relationship with someone because it really allows you to see a different part of them and get to know them in a, in a unique way. Okay, the next would be equal energy exchange. So when you're asking questions and you're in conversations, notice if it's one-sided. I know that we all love to talk about ourselves. Like, Hey, I love a good, you know, talk about me session. Like it makes me feel good. Like, sure. Tell me all the great things about me or let me just dump all my stuff on you. But have you ever had a conversation with a friend where you get on the phone and you feel like all you did was talk about their problems and they didn't even ask you about you or what's going on in your life or how you're feeling. I've definitely had this experience with family members. I've had this experience with friends where I hang up the phone and I just feel drained. I'm like, Oh, I need to go take a shower. And it's not that the person's a bad person. It's that they just aren't aware of their energy. And maybe I wasn't prepared for the conversation. And I just felt like it was very one-sided. So I think it's important in any relationship to make sure that there is an equal energy exchange, that if you have something that you're navigating through, or you're excited about something and you hop on the phone with them, that you make space to either ask them about their day or what they're excited about or what they're going through or how they want to be supported. So there is an equal energy exchange within that conversation. So both people get the opportunity to share, or if there isn't enough time, acknowledge it. Say, you know, I realized that this whole conversation was about me. Thank you so much for giving me the space to share this thing. And I really want to create time for you. And I know we don't have time today, but can we please set up a time to connect? I want to hear about what's going on in your life. I want to support you. Like, I want to celebrate you. These, this is how we build conscious connection with people. And this is how relationships don't feel one-sided, right? Where you like ignore someone's phone call because all they're going to do is complain about their partner or you avoid getting together because every time you do, you feel drained. This is where you have to be very keen on noticing the equal energy exchange in conversations. So on the one side, are you over monopolizing energy? Are you like receiving, receiving, receiving by just asking and talking and asking and talking, or are you also giving space for the other person to share and exchange and express? So notice how the conversation goes. And you'll notice too, um, this is something I'm very aware of on podcasts, right? I want to make sure that it's not just me doing all the talking. Like I want to make sure there's a conversation and a conversation requires two people. So part of that is asking great questions, open-ended questions. And Part of that is also knowing if you've been doing a lot of the talking, shifting the energy to the other person. And if you feel like the relationship is a little bit one-sided, this is an opportunity for you to, 
which leads me into my next point, point five or point six, whatever number we're on, have hard conversations and have clear communication. So clear communication in relationships is everything. Be willing to have hard conversations. Maybe you notice that every time you spend time with this friend, she gossips a lot, or maybe you notice every time you connect with this man that he doesn't really ask you about your day or doesn't seem to acknowledge you. Be willing to communicate what your values are in relationship. Say, you know, my what I value so much about our relationship is this and what I value in other relationships is this and this is something that's really important to me and you're important to me and I have noticed the past few times that we've spent time together, that this has happened and this is how it makes me feel. And I really want to have an open conversation with you about it because I want our relationship to continue moving forward. And this is something that has been making it more challenging for me. Would you be willing to talk about it? So clear communication, being willing to have hard conversations is so important. And I can't, I mean, this has been a week for me, like January week one, 2021. And I've had some really difficult conversations that have been really uncomfortable about my truth and how I feel in relationships and communications. But you know what? It has turned out to be amazing and beautiful. And it provides a space to go even deeper into that container. So I have been blessed to have some amazing women in my life where I can go to them and say, here's what I'm navigating through. Can you hold space for me? And, you know, I think part of it goes back to number one, what are your values in your relationships? Like these women are women that are doing work just like I am. They are women that are consciously focused on growing themselves and uncovering limiting beliefs and working through their shadows. So I know that when I go to them and I say, I'm navigating something really challenging and this is vulnerable. Can you hold space for me? They are equipped to do so. And that is part of my value system. So I think clear communication is really important. It's also important to know that the who you're communicating with, right? If the person that you're talking to doesn't have a skill set yet to help you navigate something, you might want to find somebody else who does before you go to that person and kind of practice it. Um, I actually did a podcast. It's one of the very first episodes I did on how to navigate difficult conversations. So if you are faced with that, you can head back to that um, podcast episode. I'll link it in the show notes and you can listen to how to be clear in your communication and be willing to have difficult conversations and how to do that in the context of your relationship. I believe that every relationship moves to another level on the other side of a challenging conversation. Like there's nothing more suffocating than suffering through a relationship that is consistently built upon everything being shoved under the rug. Like I experienced that in my marriage for seven years. And it was so challenging to start to have hard conversations when there was so much stuff under the rug already that was built up and you're just layer over layer over layer. So my advice to you is from the get-go, whenever you start in a new relationship, be willing to have difficult conversations from day one. Don't shove it under the rug because it's so hard to dig yourself out of that. Okay. Next point is be vulnerable. I think we've already talked about this, but be vulnerable. You will be okay if you trust your intuition first, right? So trusting yourself, going back to that point of like, if you trust yourself and your energy with this person from the very beginning, then it will be a lot easier for you to be vulnerable with them and be open and be willing to experience every feeling that comes up with that relationship. This is part of being human is 
having emotions and every emotion has an opportunity to teach us something. One is not good. One is not bad. It's okay to cry. It's okay to feel scared. It's okay to be vulnerable. This is what gives other people permission to do the same. So be willing, be vulnerable. Um, I like through this year, past year with everything that's come up in our country, I have gone to some of my girlfriends and said, this is really uncomfortable for me. I feel ashamed about this. I feel insecure about this thing. Can we have a conversation? I want to ask you some questions and I'm hoping that you won't judge me for this because this is really scary. And that level of vulnerability creates such a beautiful container for you to build deep relationships. The next is support. Support your girl, right? Support your man, support your bestie, support your family. Like it's okay if you don't want to be, okay, I'll just use veganism because I, this is, again, these are things that are real and present in my life. So my best friend is vegan and I love her and I support her. I, I wasn't vegan. I didn't have the real call to go plant-based, but if she was promoting something, I would share it. I, I think that's great what she's doing. I love her. I support her, but it doesn't mean that I have to adapt everything that she's doing. I have recently made the decision to go plant-based. I'm going to record a whole nother podcast episode on that. And I'm going to bring an expert on, on veganism to talk more about that. But um, just know that you can support your friends in so many different ways, share their content on social media, celebrate their wins, take them out to dinner, um, ask them, how do you want to be supported? If they're going through a difficult time, it's not your job to solve their problem. I will say this, there's a lot of codependency that happens in female relationships. Codependency doesn't just happen in romantic relationships. I've seen it in my own female relationships of where am I being codependent? Where do I want to be the savior for them? Where am I trying to fix their relationship? Where am I trying to solve their problems? Where am I trying to be the hero or the heroine in their life? And that's not true support. That's codependency. That's not really meeting them where they're at. That's meeting you where you want to meet them at. <laughs> and that's okay. This is all an opportunity for us to learn and grow. So asking like, how do you want to be supported right now? Knowing that your job is not to fix their problem, but to ask them, how can I support you through it and guide you and trusting that your friend has the tools and resources that he or she needs to get through whatever it is that she needs to get through. And by the way, in romantic relationships, this was a hard lesson for me to learn. Um, trusting that your man or your woman or whoever, like your partner is, Hey, they, they've got it. Like they are going to figure this out and you can support them through it, but it's not your job to fix it or solve it for them. What that does is actually emasculate them. It devalues them. It humiliates them. It actually lowers their self-esteem because it makes them feel like, wow, my friend or my partner doesn't think that I'm capable of figuring this relationship out myself. They probably think I'm stupid or they think that I'm not smart enough or I'm not strong enough, or I'm not capable enough. And that actually doesn't feel good. So support doesn't look like trying to fix something for someone. Support doesn't look like trying to solve a problem for someone. Support looks like celebrating their success, recognizing and honoring the places that they're struggling, struggling and genuinely asking like, how can I support you right now? As opposed to just guessing or supporting them in a way that maybe you would want to be supported. That doesn't necessarily mean that's how they would want to be supported. So support is huge. Um, you know, the women in my life that are entrepreneurial, like I, nothing makes me feel better than shouting them out, supporting their products, referring them, um, buying their programs. My coach 
who I just finished working with, Lindsay Mango, is a friend of mine. And we would have amazing conversations. And I got to a point where I was like, I really want her support in my business. So I'm going to pay her for it. And that's a beautiful way that I get to support a friend. And also we get really clear boundaries on expectations. So I don't have to feel guilty about, hey, girl, can I pick your brain? I can feel in alignment feeling, like, no, we're in coach mode right now. We're not friends. We're coach. We're coaching clients. So support is so huge. And just again, clear communication and asking, how do you want to be supported? And lastly, and definitely not least is love languages. Like know your friends love languages. Everyone likes to be loved on differently. Like I have one girlfriend of mine. She's amazing. I love her. Her love language is words of affirmation. So I can just literally leave her voice memos and just love on her. And she soaks it in. She just like loves it, loves it, loves it, loves it. And it makes me feel good. I have another girlfriend of mine, her love language is acts of service and quality time. Like she doesn't really care about material things. She really cares about acts of service. Like she really cares about spending quality time and having experiences together, like dinners. And she's a high touch, high communicator, like words of affirmation are probably part of her love language too, but she just really likes attention. She likes reinforcement. She likes quality time. Like she values connection. So I celebrate her in that way. You know, I have another uh, friend of mine, her love language is gifts, right? So I write her little notes. I send her cards. I send her Christmas gifts. Like these are the types of friends that I know if I don't send them something for the holidays or if I don't send them a card, like they won't be upset. But if I do, it, it makes their day. Like it just literally, like they get so excited, right? So whether it's your partner, whether it's you, your kids, your clients, and your females in your life, like know how they receive love. Because if you only love on people the way that you want to be loved on, it, it, it's kind of one-sided. Again, it's kind of like self-serving. It's not, that's not an equal energy exchange, right? And I think sometimes we try to compare um, acts of service or acts of being, being like, well, I would never do that. Like, you know, whenever my friends, you know, have something like this, I always go above and beyond to do that, but they never do it for me. Right. So have you ever had that experience or heard someone say like, I don't understand. Like I always do this for him, but he never does it for me. And I don't understand why. And it doesn't seem fair. This is actually a difference in love language. Right. So oftentimes we love on people the way that we want to be loved. And when we don't receive that love back, we feel hurt because we're like, what the heck? I'm giving this to you. Why aren't you giving it to me? And the reality is it comes down to understanding that like, that might not be their love language and that's not how they express love. And so if, if, if you are loving on someone else, the way that you want to be loved and they're loving on you the way that they want to be loved, but neither one of you are being loved on the way you want to be loved it's because you haven't actually taken the time to explore what's important to that person. So love languages are huge, not just in romantic partnerships, but love is love, like whether it's with a best friend or a client or a romantic partner. So taking some time to observe and ask what, you know, how do you feel love? Like what makes you excited? And just notice that will really allow you to deepen the relationships that you have with women in your life and just love on them in the way that you know they're going to receive it really. And that's what it's about, right? So that's what I had to share with you guys today. Happy new year. Happy January. I really hope that this 
podcast episode gave you some insight into your relationships with yourself, your partners, your friendships, and how you can really start laying a stronger foundation for female relationships. And if you want an even deeper look into what it looks like to build strong relationships. I'm going to link up another podcast episode. So it'll be two podcast episodes. I'm going to link in the show notes. One is how to navigate difficult conversations. And one is about building strong female relationships. I actually recorded an episode with my girlfriends while we were in Tulum because we went on this amazing trip together and we're all entrepreneurs and spiritual. And, you know, we kind of have like our little bubble that we operate within and everyone wanted to know, like, how are you guys doing this? So I will link that. So you can go back and listen to that episode as well. And as always, I'm so incredibly honored, blessed, grateful that you are here with me on this journey. I hope this episode helped. If you love it, please share it on social, tag me, let me know what your biggest takeaway was, share it with the bestie. And until the next episode, live your boldly courageous life. Bye guys. Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It's truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to step fully into the life they've always dreamed of. I would be so incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes to leave me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life.